So, welcome to the season three multiple premiere of We Are Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Viral Viper, with my co-host. The Renegade Enigma. And how are you, friend? How are you? Fucking exhausted, but that's okay. <laughs> Why are you exhausted? Bullshit day, but sorry. <laughs> oh. Well, since we're going to the season premiere, we had season finales and the season finale of She-Hawk. It was a thing and it <laughs> ended. Rawr. And I saw the criticism online and I want to wave my take on the criticism because I hate fucking fans. I hate fans. I really hate fans. I really hate fans. And the thing is, like, they played a clip from the show where they were talking about, like, why they hate female superheroes in this. And then my guy was saying stuff. It's literally basic internet bullshit that's literally said all the fucking time about every time somebody sees somebody as a woman in Marvel, they're like, why did they change it to a woman? That woman sucks. That movie sucks. But if it was a guy, I'd probably say the same thing. It's like, what? Like, why are you like why are you angry? And it brought me back to my take on Captain Marvel. And I was one of the people who was pissed off about Captain Marvel. And everybody was like, oh, you're just hating Captain Marvel because she's a woman. No, I'm hating Captain Marvel because she's the strongest fucking hero in the galaxy, and they made her movie fucking garbage. They made her origin story fucking garbage. She literally beat Thanos with one fucking hand in the comic. She is one of the strongest fucking heroes in the universe. But her fucking first movie was dog shit. You cannot sit there and tell me, oh, I'm hating because she's a woman. No, I'm hating because they didn't give her all her goddamn powers. You seen what happened at fucking Endgame? She was beating the shit out of Thanos. She could have did that in her first fucking movie. Everybody would have been like, oh shit, she's fucking badass. No, what did they do? Oh, we're just going to give her a shitty story and then people are going to complain and then they're going to say, oh, it's because she's a woman. That's not it. You didn't give her full powers and make her as badass as she should be. Fuck you. Don't criticize me when I'm actually having a real valid criticism that has nothing to do with the sex. Jesus. That's true. Like that movie kind of sucked. It didn't kind of suck. It did suck. <laughs> like, I've seen her origin story a million times. I've read a million comic books with her origin story. Yeah. And they're all fucking garbage until she gets her powers and starts learning. Once she does that, it's great. And then I've seen people criticizing She-Hulk like, oh, but She-Hulk's supposed to be a superhero. She-Hulk randomly does superhero shit and she's not a full superhero. She's more of a lawyer. She's more of a lawyer and a comedy person. Like, if you ever read her books, you would be like, oh, I understand why the show isn't what it is. That's why I didn't watch the show because it's like, I know exactly what it is and everybody's going to fucking complain about it because she's not going to be beating everybody's ass and there's not going to be a fucking great action thriller that everybody wanted. She's not that type of hero. Like, people don't understand. Like, that's the thing. I hate MCU only. They only get, they only understand what's happening in MCU, never understand the comic books. That's why I fucking hate them. Understandable. 
But since the season finale of that show, we have to go to the season premiere of Monday Night And it started off with a 1990s DX joke. This is so good. Because, like, it basically was like the state of address, but old version state of address in the PG era. And it made it made it made it funny, and a lot of people didn't like it. And then the funny part, the really fucking hilarious part, was everybody, like not everybody, but just like one or two people that like really are idiots were like, "Oh, when he told them don't fight, he was referencing the AEW backstage fight. Was that a shot at AEW? No, that was not. Like DX used to get in fights all the time. What the fuck? Like why would that be a shot at AEW? Like what?" Like, I was so baffled when somebody said that. I was like, how did you get that? Like, that was like an ass pull of all ass. Exactly. Like, everything doesn't have to be a goddamn shot. Exactly. I just, I just was at a loss for words for that part. But, yeah, it was like DX came out, did DX things, and then they just disappeared. And I, I lot of you not, they just disappeared for the rest of the show. And usually in, like, events era like they would be all over the show they just just fucking appeared they just just fucking appeared <laughs> so then Roman showed up Roman in the bloodline and they come out and they start talking and then they get interrupted by Riddle and Riddle interrupts them and Riddle's like yo bro like I won my fight pit match but I would like to fight Roman I know that I lost that match, which means I can't challenge for the title. But I mean, Roman, how about one more time in Brooklyn, bro? And Roman laughed and said no. And then Sammy stepped up and Jay made Sammy versus Riddle. And that's for later on in the night. Huh. Huh. Fucking huh. crazy. Like, I love this segment. Yes. And Sammy is so fucking good. He's so over. And it's so funny because, like, he was getting cheered so hard. And you've seen Roman lean over to fucking Paul him, and it was like, yo, he's over shit. So they set up the match for down the line later on tonight. So then we have Johnny Wrestling versus Austin of Theory. And they had a match. They had a they had an okay match. Johnny wins. Now, this is what takes me out because Johnny beats Theory. And like everybody's like, oh my god, Theory's losing so much. And we all know the trope. Once you start losing, you're gonna win the title eventually. How come people are not used to that shit by now? You know what I mean? Like, we've been getting this shit for years. No, but like some people that are super used to it, they're like, oh shit, he's gonna win the title. So fuck. Yeah. But here's the thing that, like, had me go, hmm. Because on a bump, they were interviewing Johnny. And Johnny said, yo, I beat Theory. How come I can't go for the briefcase against Theory? And Ah. it was like, hmm. He said it out loud in front of the audience, which made me go, hmm. So, the podcast because you said that shit. Yes. So then we have Rey Mysterio versus Chad Gable, which was a good match. 
But in the crowd was Young Rock. And so the reason I point out Young Rock is because Rock was doing Black Adam interviews and Rock goes, listen, I'm the real head of the team. So now he's putting that out there in interviews, which is now starting to WrestleMania, Roman versus Rock. Yay. This is this is a podcast thing. We <laughs> called it on a podcast. Yes. It's it's a thing. So Ray and Chad Gable are having this match. But of course, Dominic comes out and Dominic just gets in the way and fucking everybody hates Dominic. It's, it's worse than everybody hates Chris. And they wind up beating up Ray. And they just leave him lame. It's like, oh, okay, cool. Wow. They leave Ray lame. Alright. Whatever. Like I'm not like I'm not mad because like it's gonna lead up to something eventually, but like whatever. <laughs> so then we get the judgment day. And they're in the ring and they're cutting a promo. And early in the day, the rumors came out. And this is like soon as Finn said this one line in his promo, I was like, oh, it's happening tonight, now, right exactly at this moment. Because Finn said, that brings me to you, Uncle Allen. And for anybody that knows, the term Uncle Allen only came from talking shop. And it's like, soon as he said that, I was like, Oh, so it's happening tonight, right now. And AJ comes out. So AJ comes out and Finn's like, we gave you one chance. Are you going to join or not? And AJ says, listen, I mean, I need family. He gets on his knees, pretends that he's going to join up with them. He hugs Finn and he just says, but not you. And out comes Gallows and Anderson. Yeah. Not not just Gallows and Anderson, though. Anderson, the New Japan heavy um never weight is it open weight or heavyweight? Never open weight champion. Never open weight champion. And Brown. Here's the thing about that. This is what fucked me up about it. Because Anderson has basically halfway ass defended the title. The last time he defended the title was against Tanahashi. And then he had this little thing with Hikaleo, which sets up him and Hikaleo for the title November 5th. Now, because Anderson is barely on a New Japan show, it slipped my mind completely that he was the never openweight champion. And I was like, hmm, yeah. I started thinking back. I'm like, wait a minute. He didn't lose to Tanahashi. Wait, what the fuck? Like, wait, that was last month. Like, he didn't lose to Tanahashi. Wait, does he still have the title? Wait a minute. He still has a title. I'm like, <laughs> holy shit, he still has the title. And he does have the title. Which was funny, that was fervent later on in the New Japan press conference when Jay White literally is doing his interview about the world title and he just goes, shout out to my boys Gallows and Anderson. 
the Bullet Club taking over every company. And I'm like, wait, what? And then it comes out that Gallows is still scheduled to face Hikaleo. And Gallows had said previous that he is scheduled in to New Japan stuff going all the way to Russell Kingdom. Now, we don't know if like if he's going to actually stay around until Russell Kingdom or he's just going to drop the title to Hikaleo. But the thing was, New Japan knew that Gallows and Anderson was signing the WWE and they said, okay, he could come back and wrestle for us. And WWE goes, yeah, he could definitely come back and wrestle for you guys. It's like, wait, what? Like, wait, this is an actual working relationship? Like, this is just happening like this? Like, this just happens? That's so, amazing. So here's the thing that's, that's actually got me thinking because this, is ha- this has been happening and I've always wondered what happens if it was always the what happens if because Jay White even has a shirt that says the last rock and roller and Finn Balor is the real rock and roller and it was always the thought in my head what happens if now if things play out a certain way there's no longer a what happens if this is like it could happen and this is ve- like this is very telling. And the big, like the, like I said, the biggest selling point is November fifth. If Gallows goes in there and actually beats Hikaleo, which I didn't think he was going to beat him before, and I definitely don't think he's going to beat him now. But if he beats him and keeps the title, and still works both companies, that leaves that door open and swinging. And. That is a very interesting thing. Like, the intrigue in this whole situation is, like, really fucking high. Yes, and even on Instagram, on the Instagram story, Jay White posted a WWE clip of Gallows, Anderson, and AJ. New Japan World retweeted a WWE debut of Gallows and Anderson. And it's just got everybody talking because it's like, this could actually be a thing. Like, this is like, this is like the real forbidden door actually being open. This is, this is a little crack that actually can turn into an actual full-blown open door. Yeah. This is a little bit, this is a little bit crazy. Not a little bit. A lot. Because like, yes. I didn't foresee this happening at all. Nobody did. So, we get an interview with Damage Control and they're basically talking about what they're going to do. So then we get Roman, Solo, and Paul Heyman. They're leaving and they tell Jay Uso, yo, make sure Sammy wins at the end of the night. And he's like, yeah, but I want to go with Shaw. He's like, no, you're staying here to make sure Sammy wins at the end of the night. But so then we get Candice Lere versus Bailey. And so a lot of people are already on this super criticism of WWE. Oh my God, you brought Candice back to beat Candice. That sucks. Why are you beating Candice? Because Bailey beats Candice and then Candice gets attacked by 
Dakota and EO. And everybody's like, you guys brought her back just to beat up Candace. And it's like, so this is just the beginning. You don't know where this is going to go. Like, what the fuck? That could go like someone that big push for Candace. You never know. Oh, yeah. No, it's, it's definitely going to go like that. And then after the match, um, Bianca comes out to help Candace, but Bianca gets her ass beat again. And it's like, we just had a ladder match for the title. We don't need anything else between Bianca and Bale. Like, it's nothing against them two, but like their feud has went to their apex and it's like has crossed over. There's nothing else really that you should be doing with this. Like, they both should be moving on to like new feuds. I agree. Like the only reason like they should stay in this feud is because of war games, but like switch it up between Dakota and EO and Bianca. And then like go from there. Never be more of a faction thing instead of them too. Yes. Yeah. So then we get the Miz birthday present presentation, whatever. He gets two giant balls. Then he picks up this gift. And Dexter Loomis' head is there. Then he just smashes everything. Dexter comes out and chokes him and kicks Maurice into cake. And Dexter pops Miz's balls. And they literally have a chance. They literally have a chance to cut the cake, which I lost my fucking mind. I was like, why is that a chance? The crowd chants are getting more and more crazy, like, by week. Yes. So we get a backstage thing with DX and Miz is holding his deflated balls and it's a deflated balls joke from DX and they're talking and then Road Dog says, how about next week you fight Dexter Loomis? If Dexter wins, Dexter get a contract. If he loses, he's out of here. So Miz goes, all right, and he walks off and Sean looks at Road Dog and was like, I didn't know you could make matches around here. And Rodon goes, I didn't know I could do it either. And he just walks off and I'm like, you guys are idiots. <laughs> like, that was hilarious because he was like, it was like, if you don't know that Rodog is like part of the creative team, you'd be like, what? Oh, that doesn't make sense. But yeah, I, I thought it was. Yeah. So then we had almost killed two local talents with almost quest to go after Bray, not Bray White, Braun Strowman Bray. Braun! So, like, I like I actually want to see it just because I want to see what the two big guys can do and, like, how that's going to work out. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm interested so, too. Yeah, so then they play the Bray White segment. And it's great, and I know, like, everybody's like, oh, yeah, that they can play that, whatever, whatever. So, the Wyatt, like I've commented on this before that there was going to be multiple people and the Wyatt Six because that's been his name, the Wyatt Six on Twitter and people have already started speculating that there's multiple people because there were multiple people in the Bray Wyatt segment. So now everybody's like wait, there's multiple people to this. So come to find out there were some people that were there at that Brooklyn show that are free agents that happened to fit 
into something like Bray Wyatt would do. And it was like, huh. It was like, huh, wait a minute. So you're telling me that Vincent Dutch and the rest of Vincent's crew from Impact was backstage at Monday Night Raw randomly for no godforsaken reason. They all are horror movie buffs that totally fit into the motif of Bray Wyatt's character. But you're telling me they were there for no reason. Hmm. Oh my God, that fits perfectly. <laughs> yeah, like, like they were just there for no reason, right? Right? Hmm. Oh shit. So then somebody goes on Twitter and like, I know 100% that this is not how this was laid out because this person is basically just fishing for a job. But at the same time, it's like, why? Because Eva Marie just shows up and she has the lily doll. And she's like, if I throw this lily doll in the trash and I make it, I'll be back and be part of Prey Wyatt's crew. And she throws lily in the trash. It goes down and you're just like, and then she has the Wyatt symbol and everything. And it's like tagging WWE and a bunch of people. And it's like, Doug, first off, if they wanted you to come back that way, this is like, you just spoiled the spoiler. Like, this is like, this is not what, like, if we seen you, maybe somebody be like, ah, maybe. But like, you did this as a spoiler, as a pre-spoiler. And it's like, why? Like, why? Because it ain't it. <laughs> yeah, I know that's not it, but like, Nobody was paying attention to you, and then, like, I know you're trying to get back to WWE, whatever, but, like, that that's not it. And speaking of horror stuff, Liv was at Halloween. She was at the premiere of Halloween. Why am I saying that Liv was at the premiere of Halloween? Because Liv is a, a star, and Liv was at a horror movie. So that's just a thing. So then we have Bob Lashley. Bob Lashley comes out for the U.S. title defense, and he's talking shit. And I knew that this person was in the building. I thought that this was going to happen after the match, but the person came out before the match because he mentioned him. Bob Lashley mentioned being Brock Lesnar, even though he was through Roman Reigns. He said he beat Brock Lesnar. So you know what? Brock walked out to a huge pop and Brock beat the living shit out of Bob Lash. So, yeah. That's a match in Saudi Arabia. I'm down for it. So then Seth Rollins comes out busted up ribs, broken ribs and Seth Rollins is like, yo, we're going to have this match. Bob is trying to walk it off because Bob is fucked up. And Seth goes, well, you're a Marine. Marines don't quit their job or some bullshit. And he got Bob riled up. So Bob came back. Bob got in the ring. And the match started. And it was like, oh, it's inevitable. Seth's going to beat Bob immediately. Bob came back. He started fighting back a little bit. And then Seth overcame it. And Seth won. And Seth became the U.S. champion. Well, that's great. It was a second there. I thought Bobby was going to win it, though. Yeah, because when he hit that spear on injured ribs, Seth Rollins, it's like, oh, 
oh, he's definitely going to come back. Nah. And then Bob basically said he wants to fight Brock Lesnar. Basically the same shit that, like, I just said. We get the confirmation that Bray Wyatt is going to be on SmackDown. And then we get the main event. Or the main event before the main event. Which was Matt Riddle versus Samuel Zinnin. And they're having this match. And throughout the match, like, it's really, like, it's going great. It's going great. And then Jay just starts fucking with Sammy. He just keeps fucking with Sammy. And he keeps fucking with Sammy to the point where Sammy was like, Doug, stop fucking saying shit. And then Sammy goes on the outside. And Jimmy is going to help. But Jay grabs Jimmy and was like, no, don't help him. He's got this. Sammy goes back in the ring and Sammy gets fucked up. One, two, three. Matt Riddle gets to work. That's fucked up. That's fucked up, Jay. Jay fucked him over. He's going to pay for that on Friday. Like, Roman's not going to be happy. So oh, I'm assuming Roman's there. He, he's definitely going to pay for it. Yeah. And we get that next week, Elias returns. Wow. Gentlemen, Elias. Let's see how that works. All right. So then we get the DX send off. It literally was like five minutes of DX saying a catchphrase. They referenced badass Billy Gunn without saying his name, had the crowd say it. And Corey goes, Oh, that other guy is working with Austin Supplies now, implying that he's working with Scissors. <laughs> and if you see Shawn Michaels, he's doing the two words, but he has the two fingers up and it looks like he's doing Scissors. So it's like, yeah. He was there in spirit. Basically. So they said if they're around in 25 years, put them out of their misery. The way that they look, I don't think they're going to be around in 25 years to put out their misery. So, yeah. Well, That's right. the thing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, so, yeah, that was the season premiere of Monday Night So, keeping on with the season premiere we have a season premiere of NXT which is literally just them adding Booker T to commentary it was alright <laughs> yeah like the funny part about it is like I didn't even pay any attention to Booker so like I, didn't, I totally was at a loss like okay whatever yeah I think, yeah yeah. So we get Braun Breaker versus Javier Bardot with JD McDonough out on commentary. And they're having this match, and you're like, okay, there's no way Javier is going to win, which there was no way Javier was going to win. He just got murdered. So JD McDonough comes in the ring, starts beating up Braun. Then all of a sudden, here comes Ilya Dragunov, which they're all in the, the three-way together. And, and Ilya 
basically hits Braun Breaker by accident because he was trying to hit J.D. McDonough. And Braun is like, what the fuck? Why'd you hit me? And because, like, they already said they were friends. So it's like, why'd you hit me, you son of a bitch? <laughs> okay. So then we had Alba Fire talk about how she kidnapped Mandy Rose. She said, Mandy, when you come back this time, I'm going to take your title. She's like, okay, cool. That was, uh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> so then we got the superheroes match Axiom versus. Nathan Frazier. Wait, Nathan Frazier the superhero? Yes, he's he's Thor. Oh shit. <laughs> okay. So this match was really good. And Nathan Frazier won this match. Which I'm like, I'm not mad at because it, it was like a best of three. He won the match. Now he's in the North American title match. Alright, cool. Like, I'm not mad. I'm kind of surprised, but I thought they would go with Axiom. I was mm-hmm. like, happy either way. Yeah. But, you know what I mean? Like, I actually thought they were going to go with Axiom. I did too, but like, I'm glad that they went with him. Yeah. So we get the toughest superhero in the known world. Ilya Dragunov, standing outside in the parking lot by himself. He gets rolled up on by fucking Grayson Waller, and he tells Grayson Waller, listen... You're a bitch. I'm going to kick your ass later. Okay. So, that's a thing. Yeah. So, then we get Sangha in Valentina Faraz, which is Rita Reyes, which I know her as Rita Reyes. So, Indy says something to her, and Valentina says, hey, Sangha, could you come out for my match and make sure that nothing happens? Thank you. And he's like, oh, of course. I'll make sure that everything's fine. All right. We have Apollo Crews writing in his future diary. Stuff that's going to happen in the days of future past with Chucky. I don't know why Chucky showed up in that versus. I have no idea. <laughs> Chucky has a history in Halloween Havoc, if you remember. So, Yes. So we get Indy versus Valentina. But Veer comes out and says something in the song. It says, hey, I got some snackies in the back. And Sangha was like, oh shit, I want to eat them. So <laughs> he leaves. <laughs> oh shit. So now Valentina is by herself and Indy which is like, this is like, actually has a lot of people talking. I don't know why. Indy wins with a superplex off of the top rope. She wins, is like, hits the superplex and gets one, two, three. And everybody is literally talking like, oh my God, like, she won with that move? That's not even her finish. What? Wow, that's crazy. And it's like, dog, like, it's, like, Barry Windham won with that move for years. What are you talking about? Like, have y'all not seen a Barry Windham match? Like, what the fuck? Please, someone tell me her actual finisher, because I doubt anybody actually knows it. That dumbass elbow drop? Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I know you would know. Yeah. So, 
then we get pretty deadly trying to be American and talk shit about the three teams that are supposed to be having a triple threat and the winner will face them. Like, they're very entertaining, but, like, it comes across super weird sometimes. Like, it's, like, not... Sometimes it's, like, super funny, then it's, like, super cringe sometimes. Like, what? Come on, man. Stop. Yeah. So then we get the triple threat. I don't even know how the dyad got into this, but it's the dyad... Um, BBC and Broke Money. And it's like, how did the Dyad get into this? Like, I don't even remember them even saying they wanted to tag you fighters. I don't either. Like, I, I, thought, I thought you were going to explain it, but yeah, apparently you don't no. know either. Yeah, I have no idea. Like, BBC gets the win, and yeah, that's the thing. So then we get Cora G. And Corey Jade is backstage and she's talking shit about Roxy. And so Mackenzie tells her, hey, you know Roxy's going to SmackDown on a Friday, right? So Cora was like, what? Wait, wait what, what do you mean? Like, she, wait, why did she, why is she going to SmackDown? Because they have to pick their poison. But now Cora didn't plan ahead. So she's like, what? But this doesn't make any sense. And she's like weirded out. So then later on in the show, Cora comes back and is like, I got a text from my friend, um, Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley said I, I could come to Raw. Yeah. Ha. And it's like, okay. So Cora's going to Raw and Roxy's going to SmackDown to pick their poison. Fine. They're picking like the poison like in that particular show or is it gonna be for like the following what you call it next day? It, no, it's gonna be for it's gonna be for next Tuesday. Oh, okay. So then we get Kiana James with her beautiful, gorgeous assistant talking about how she's gonna take over Chase U and use it for the land. She's gonna buy it and shut it down and use it for the land. And that's it. And there's a match later on. So then we have JC Jane versus Alba Fire. And JC Jane is quickly becoming one of my favorite women's wrestlers in NXT. Yeah, it's good. So Alba winds up getting the win. And then all of a sudden, after the match, Alba gets attacked by a fan. And the fan turns out to be best friend of Mandy Rose, Sonya Deville. Say it. Say the thing. Say say what you said that day. Say it. I forgot what the hell I said. (laughs) He goes, wait a minute. Did the last time they interact, fucking Mandy took your job and you made her cut her hair? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, the, the whole Otis thing and whatever, when Mandy was dating Otis. Yes. Look back on it, it's probably all on the fucking Peacock Network, the be Network, wherever you're from. So, yeah. Yes. So, they shield-bombed Alba Fire through the table, and next week is going to be Sonya versus Alba Fire. So, then we get the schism. They're mad. They push down a cameraman. 
and they're just talking shit and saying, Cameron Grimes are going to beat your ass. And after they walk away, the fourth person walks right on through the kid. It's like, that, oh. That was kind of funny. I don't know why that made me laugh. Because it was weirdly done. It wasn't done right. It just was weirdly done. It was like, la, 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 la. And it's like, why? <laughs> That's the way why it felt, too. That's exactly the way it felt. Yeah. It was so random. <laughs> So then we had a backstage thing with um, Zoe Starks and Nikita Lyons and they're talking about we're going to go for our tag team titles. We're going to win. But also you see TikTok Toxic Tag Team looking on. So then we see Hank and Quincy Elliott and Quincy goes to leave and Hank smacks him in the ass and one of the guys go that's what I call chemistry yeah okay (laughs) are they gonna become a tag team you think like to be honest like I don't think they're gonna become a tag team but like I don't think they know each other enough to have that rapport to like pretend to be a tag team especially because it wasn't established like, it was not fully established, like, they knew each other, other than, like, that one or two interactions they had a couple yeah. weeks ago. And it's like, there's no real establishment here. Like, Quincy randomly, like, so, smacked him on the ass. Like, I attributed it to his gimmick. And then Hank smacking yeah. him back in the ass. It's like, it's weird. <laughs> yeah, because it's like, okay, now, now they're going to be a tag team, but, like, you guys have like missed the whole entire explanation of the story of why they know each other and why they're okay. Exactly. Like, once you establish that, I'll be like, oh, I'm, I'm, I like this. I'm invested. Like the first interaction was like, oh, he said something about Zion Quinn and he still stuck up for him. All right, fine. Then we went to this and it's like, you guys have been missing for two weeks. Like there was no follow up on this. I have no idea. I'm very confused. Yeah, it was, it was weird. <laughs> That's all I can say. Yeah. Like, had they like, been established, it, I had no problem with it. Yeah, like, that's the thing. Like, they should have established this more or gave us more context of, like, oh, this is why they know each other other than just, like, two weeks ago, I met you and this is it. And, like, now we're, like, very close. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, like, you do backstage for everybody else. This one is, like, no, we're just going to do random backstage. Like, if they would have did one last week or the week before and been like, okay, them hanging out or them having, like, a conversation, I'd be like, all right, now it's establishing character. This is, like, weeks later after, like, one thing that happened and was like, ha, team. It's like, no. Establish character. Give me more. And it's, it's an easy thing. They could do, like, in a throwaway comment, like, oh, we've known each other since high school or something. Yeah, or, like, they could have been, like, yeah, we hung out last week or like the or something. They could have said something. Like, give us more context. This yeah. is just random. Exactly. So we had two stacks of Lorenzo, which is very weird because like I have not seen this guy actually wrestle like this. And he <laughs> wrestles Wesley, and his guy is like not bad. And it's like Bro, what have you been doing this last six months that I was just like, oh, whatever, this guy is weird. 
Like, dude, he did a, he did a couple things in this match. I'm like, yo, he's not bad. What what have you been doing these last like these last six months? <laughs> like, I'm looking at him like, this is not bad. What happened? So, do we blame two dimes for holding him back then? Because <laughs> like, he was horrible when he was part of that tag team. Yeah, that's what I'm equated to. Two dimes was holding him back. Yeah. So, Wesley gets the win because, like, that's like that helps Wesley going for the North American title. Trick comes out, Mellow comes out, and then Oro comes out to help Wesley. And they're standing together, and I'm like, dude, if they put them together as a tag team, they, they would be MSK 2.0. Yeah. And so then we get. Sonya saying next week she's going to take on Alba Flyer for her best friend. Ha ha. And it's like, yeah, we kind of knew y'all were best friends and you were going to help her, but okay. They own a donut shop together in real life. Like, yeah. So then we got the saddest segment in NXT. We had Diamond Mine meet Roderick Strong who's in a wheelchair in a neck brace, who's still in the hospital, and delivers the greatest segment never. Dude, I love I love Roddy as a wrestler, and I like him as a person. Him as a fucking speaking person is just not it for me. It ain't it. It ain't it. I personally found this segment offensive. <laughs> and granted, you, you, for, for you longtime listeners, y'all know I'm in a wheelchair. Like, you know, that's not why, if that's what you're thinking. <laughs> I could care what? I could I could care less that that Roddy was in a wheelchair. What was offensive to me was that horrible fucking acting. Like, what the fuck? Shed a tear, do something, like make me believe. That was offensive. Yo. Like, I wanted him to have some emotion. Like, it was no emotion whatsoever. It was like cardboard. And I'm like, Roddy, you're in a hospital trying to prove a point. It just was like nothing. He just was talking like... He sounded like Landstorm, but Landstorm has way more fucking charisma than him. And that's insane. And nothing against everybody else, but like if he's like the lead actor in that, if the lead actor doesn't show any emotion, the rest of them can't. So yeah, it, it was just bad. If he's fucked up, the rest of them are. Right. So we had Kiana James versus Thea Hill. But first, Robert Stone gets there and Robert Stone talks shit. And of course he gets hit because Thea Hale slams him again. And then she gets finished. One, two, three, in five seconds. Now, Thea Hale has lost every fucking match she's been in. But when she came out and she was there, I was like, oh my God, she has so much promise. Like, this girl has almost everything. She just needs to win. And they just need to fucking put her over every now and then. No, she needs to drop out of college. No, I think that's what makes her better is the college thing. I think that's what makes her better. Because, like, 
the comics thing is giving her like character now that like once she develops it fully, she could go on her own and have her own character. Cause like this is like giving her a little bit of character. Once she finally gets it, it's like, aha, I got this and I'm gonna take over. So, yeah. yeah. Got you. I'm just saying because like this like group is like a losing group. So I think that might be the point because I think she might keep losing and then finally just like drop out of college and then she starts winning. Yeah. But like this, like this building up her character is gonna be fun. So then we get Tony D'Angelo showing up and he tells Stax, next week my guy is gonna show up and he's gonna teach you a lesson. And he's like, what do you mean? Who's your guy? Don't worry about it. It's gonna be my guy. And I'm kind of thinking there's going to be somebody from Raw or SmackDown that comes down. And And I'm confused about this. (laughs) I no, you're not because I don't know why he's mad at Stax. I don't. (laughs) I like. I have no idea. And whoever is getting put in that spot is very weird. I don't. I don't know. I have no idea. Crazy. So then we have Von Wagner yelling at Robert Stone. And telling him, get your head in the game because I have to climb up a ladder and you have to help me. Get your head in the game. Okay. I think he legit said, get your shit together because he cursed at one point. Yes. So then we get Cameron Grimes and they say, hey, the schism wants to have a six man with you. You have to find two other guys. And he goes, well, don't you worry. I'm going to find me two other people. We're going to get it in. He's like, okay. <laughs> I don't care. So <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. So we had Grayson Waller's best match against Ilya Dragunov. And Dragunov beats him. And right after he beats him, Braun shows up. And Braun spears the living shit out of fucking Ilya. And when he spears him, he's like, yeah, that's what hit me earlier. And it's like, dog, what do you mean that's what hit you earlier? Like, it's a triple threat. He accidentally hit you, even apologized. And you're just like, nah, fuck you. You deserve this. (laughs) What the fuck? Meanwhile, JD's in the fucking crowd laughing his ass off. Yeah, it was it was very weird. I was like, okay, whatever. You guys are this is weird. It was. So that happened on NXT. And something happened on the internet because we got a casting for Percy Jackson. And Adam Copeland is going to be Eddie's. And Percy Jackson, the lightning thief thingy on Disney Plus. Who's Adam Copeland by itself? Oh, that's the edge. The edge? Well, no, not the D edge. The edge is from YouTube. Edge is <laughs> edge from oh, wrestling. Oh, shit. <laughs> I can clear that part up. We fucked that up. We both fucked yes. that up. Because I, I, I fucking went. <laughs> And the funny part was, like, I was looking at the casting because they was rolling it out one by one. 
and it was like Jesser, Jessica Parker Kennedy from Flash. Like she's in it. And I was like, oh, like that's dope. She's in it. And then they was like Adam Copeland. I was like, oh, I was like, what the fuck is Adam Copeland? I'm like, I heard that name before. And I I lot of you not. It just said Adam Copeland and he the picture they had did not look like him. So I was like, what the fuck is Adam Copeland? And like I scrolled down for a second and I was like, wait a minute, wait, wait, wait. I scrolled back up and was like, wait, what the that's that's edge. That's that's edge. That's edge. And they're like, yeah, no, that's edge. It that's, fucked me up. That picture did not look like him, dude. Like it yeah. was a different haircut and everything. I was like, that did I, not look like edge. It looked like a uh, picture of him with the um, show he used to before on sci-fi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that's why I sarcastically asked you who's Adam Copeland because, like, I had the same reaction. Like, it took me maybe, like, two, three minutes to figure out it was actually Edge. Yeah, because it was, like, one of those random things. I was like, who the fuck is Adam Copeland? And why do I know that name? Yeah. Because, like, if it would have, like, if it would have had a picture of him, like, at least with like the beard or something, I would have been like, "Oh, this Edge," but this picture did not look like him. So I'm like, "What the fuck is that?" And then when I said it, I was like, "Oh shit, it's Edge!" <laughs> so, yeah, that was a thing. Yeah. So now because we talked about Edge, we have to go up north to Canada, eh? Because that's where AEW was. Eh? So we're up north with the neighbors to the north, and we're doing a Canadian thing, and we get this thing for AEW. First off, with the introduction of the new member of the AEW team, and it's Ready Pocket. Yeah, like, I expected something like bigger, like, she didn't even get like a huge pop. <laughs> It was funny because, like, I don't even know if we talked about it on this podcast, but, like, we talked about it was WWE wanted to sign Renee, and, like, she was like, nah, and they were like, oh, she's going to AEW then. No, we talked about it here. We did talk about it. Yeah, like, we knew this was coming. So, this was funny because Christian comes out, and... Christian comes out and does the interview and they start chanting Edge is better. It's like, wow. Okay. I, I remember what I said here. <laughs> what did you say there? You gotta fucking suck to get booed in your hometown. Even heels get cheered in their hometown. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so he brings out his hand of destruction, which is Luchasaurus. And it's Luchasaurus versus Jack Perry, who is slowly becoming more Jack Perry than Jungle Dog. Yeah. So they're having a match, and, you know, things are happening. And Jungle Boy puts Luchasaurus through a table, and I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, this is this is coming down to Luchasaurus winning. Yeah, it's coming down to Luchasaurus winning. Yeah, Luchasaurus is going to win. Luchasaurus is, I mean, not Luchasaurus. I'm going to say Jungle Boy. I'm like, Jungle Boy's going to win. Jungle Boy's going to win. No, Luchasaurus wins. He's like, no, fuck you. I'm winning. Fuck you. <laughs> it's like, okay. Now Jungle Boy is dead, and we still have, like, three more months before Christian comes back to the ring, and it's like, how are they going to stretch this out? 
I agreed with Christian at that point though, because it should have been a DQ. Yeah. Like they're gonna stretch this out for no goddamn reason, but like, just eh, eh. how I feel about it. It's like, eh. the steel line off of you is, who cares? Yes. So then we get Renee Paquette, and she's interviewing all Eagle, Ethan Page, and the firm. And we have found out that the firm brought out private parties' contracts, so they now earn them. So then we get Eagle telling Matt Hardy, Matt, you want them back? You beat me and you get them back. But if you lose, you come with us. And it's like, this storyline literally has been done six times over the last six months. Why? Why are we doing this again? And that's just in this company. <laughs> it's fucking insane. And it's just insane. So that that's the thing. But I meant to say not Matt Hardy's gonna wrestle ego. One of the members of private party, I think it's Quinn, is no, gonna it's, wrestle him. It's Cassidy. It's Cassidy. Okay, Cassidy. Yeah. So then we get the most useless factory in the world, <laughs> and not the crap factory, versus Ward Joe. And this was just like a random ass thing. Ward Joe came out and beat the shit out of both of them. And then all of a sudden, Prince Nana and the Embassy comes out. And it's like, okay, cool. It's still three to four. Nobody's paying attention that Wardjo, Wardlow and Joe, plus FTR, is four against three members of the embassy. It's three members of the embassy. And it's like, okay. So all of a sudden, Brian Cage and the Agonies of Pain are saying, listen, we would have faced you, FTR, if you had an extra guy. And then all of a sudden, because they're in Canada, they bring out the perfect 10 who hasn't been there for a perfect 10 years on <laughs> Spears. And it's like, now it's five against three. When is the match going to ever make sense? The heels are supposed to have the advantage, not the faces. When is it ever going to make sense? Because this is ain't making sense to me. Well, bring it back to Jerry King Lawler. He would always call Canada Bizarre World. So there you go. Everything's backwards. Yes, it is really backwards. And also, this makes it backwards because 2.0 is talking about Daniel Garcia and they're talking about they're his daddy. And Jericho says, well, I'm your big brother. And Renegade pointed out, was like, shouldn't that be the other way around? <laughs> That's why we're in Bizarro World because Jericho should be the daddy and 2.0 should be the big brother. But it, what is happening? By the way, all three of them are Canadian. Yes. They're, they're all mother canuckers. Gee, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that ties into the DX timeline because Daddy Ass was taking on Swerve Strickland. I mean, yeah, I mean, this match was so... This match was so weird because it's like, part of me was like, Okay, if Daddy Ass wins, then what? But also, if Swerve wins, then what? Like, 
This doesn't give them a title shot or anything. What, wait, what was this for again? It just was for fucking nothing. Keith Lee wasn't even out there. Yeah, I was, I was very confused. Like, a lot of this was just, like, a very confusing thing. Swerve won, but it's, like, also very confusing on why this match happened. So, weird. Then we get the claim come back out and they're bumping scissor daddy ass. But, but, Mark Sterling comes out and say, I filed the trademark for scissoring, so you can't scissor because I own that. The only way to get it back is if you beat us. Ha <laughs> ha. So, that's their next tag team title for you. <laughs> I mean, I'm not. I'm not mad at it because it's like, yeah, who cares? But the only thing that kind of bothers me is like Mark Sterling just did the same thing once again with the Varsity Blonde. Like you just stole their shit, now you're gonna steal like this shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel like he's gonna start doing trademarks and stealing, and it's gonna like so to a lot of people, just like the normies, they're not gonna get it. But, like, a lot of these are, like, subtle shots at the other company. And it's, like, if you know you know, it makes you just go, okay, can we stop? Like, there's way better things to do and talk about than just, like, take subtle shots at the other company. And it's just, like, if WWE was going to do it, like, it would make it fun because it's, like, oh, both shots, both sides are taking shots. It's like AEW literally has like 90% of their storylines wrapped around something taking a shot at WWE. And it's like, once again, you guys have enough good shit on your program to not be taking shots at WWE. And like, no matter what, like you tell somebody and be like, yo, that wasn't a shot. Like that wasn't a shot. You're, you're reaching. And it's like, no, because we know how Vince is with trademarks. And that's why this trademark thing is a thing. Like, that's just like the contract tampering thing. That's a thing because Triple H, like, contract tampered with them. And, like, somebody's going to say, would you sit earlier about, like, how the, the fighting thing wasn't a shot? It wasn't a shot because it, like, actually tied into something. This is just, like, subtle shots that you're, like, if you know, you know. And you're, like, it's, like, you don't have to take shots. Like, you don't have to take shots. Like, you guys are really doing good by yourselves. Like, you don't have to take shots. It's fine. And if you're going to do it, that would be like a one and done. Like, both those shots were done like the past like two, three weeks. Yes. So, Renegade, when the Pinnacle was out, Renegade said, hey, does that mean all of the, the Pinnacle is good except for MJF? And I said, eh. <laughs> Didn't say that since I always do when I know a little bit something like eh. So MJF has an interview and Stokely Halfway comes up and Stokely says something to MJF and MJF tells him to get the hell out of here. I don't need you. You and your Carlton Banks looking ass. And it was like, oh, okay. So he's getting closer and closer away from the firm and slowly pushing himself to the face. It's very like it's very interesting because like he's still acting like an ass and being a heel, and to see how he's going to turn the face is going to be interesting. Yeah, 
you know what this kind of reminds me of? Um, Impact Wrestling with um, Ken Anderson with mm-hmm. the whole asshole gimmick. That was yep. supposed to be face, but it wound up being face. Yes. So that's probably what he's going to do. Like He's going to be a total douchebag, but a good guy. Mm-hmm. So we have John Moxley coming out and Moxley is out and he's getting interviewed by Tony Schiavone, but he gets interrupted by Hangman Page. So they basically start setting up the match for next week and Hangman, he's mad that Moxley keeps calling him a kid. And Hangman said he's not the same guy that he was when they wrestled. And he's better, and he's stronger, and he's grown up. It's like I like I understand it, but at the same time, it's like I wish people would stop picking on Hangman for like being not Hangman. Like they like this is the second time they picked on him for like doing something that like he's just he's okay. Like they're like, yeah, you're not tough enough. You're not this. You're not that. And like every time it's like Hangman proves you wrong, just stop fucking calling him out. Like Hangman, like every time he gets angrier and angrier and he's going to fuck somebody up one time and he's going to go too far. That may happen here. <laughs> I, like I I want it. Like I don't think he's going to beat Moxley and I would be shocked if he beats Moxley. But like, God damn, like every fucking promo, it's like, Everybody just like, all right, we're going to get under Hangman's skin and just talk shit about him. And it's like, dog, you can't talk shit about him. He's actually going to fucking fuck you up one time. Yeah, I don't think he's going to win either, but I think he's going to fuck Moxley up at one point. <laughs> yes. And it was crazy because MJF was in the crowd and like, in the beginning of the like promo, everybody just immediately starts looking at MJF. And then, like, fucking... Hangman starts stealing the show, talking shit, and he punches himself in the face to the point where, like, he actually busts himself open and swells his own eye up. And, like, he even realizes it after he does it. was like, oh, shit, I fucked up. But it, it was funny. But they're gonna, they're gonna have a match and it's gonna be a thing. He was like, I'm a real man. And I'm like, real men don't hit themselves like that. <laughs> yeah. So, then we have the Ring of Honor World title match. 2.0 come out with Lionheart Chris Jericho to face the dragon, Brian Danielson. So, the match is going on. The ref gets knocked out. Jericho brings in the title, and he's about to hit Brian. And Daniel Garcia grabs the title, and it was just like, oh, man. Like, we all see where it was going. We even remarked about it on the podcast and was like, we hope it doesn't go this way and he just stays with the BBC. But no. No. That's not happening. There was a total big giveaway as he was walking down the ramp, if you noticed. Yeah. But, like, the the funny part was, like, I hope that part was a swerve and, like, he was definitely going to be on the good guy side, but no. No, he he turned, hit Brian with the belt, and now he's back with Jericho Jerkoff Society. 
like a split second, I thought he was gonna hit Brian and hit Chris. Like that would I, be a, a twist. Yeah, I would have loved that. So this segment happened. Nyla Rose wearing the TBS championship, and she's like, "I am the TBS champion." So Anna J comes out and challenges Nyla Rose for the TBS title that Nyla Rose does not actually have because she didn't beat Jade Cargill. She's the unofficial champion. So Nyla Rose accepts Anna J's match for the TBS title. It's not Nyla Rose's TBS title. It's the IC title all over again, but this one seems more funny. Yeah, I'm just like, I'm just in shock and like, it was funny because like this wasn't supposed to happen. It's like, oh shit, it's actually really funny. Yeah. So then we get a tag team match. Jimmy Hater and Britt Baker versus Tony Storm and Hikaru Shida. And this match was a match. And like, as I'm watching this match, I'm trying to figure out how this works. Because Jamie Hayter is super over and no one's giving her a title shot. She's super over, no one's giving her a title shot. But all of a sudden, Hikaru Shida pins Britt Baker and now Hikaru Shida is number one contender for the AEW women's title. And it's like, Doug, Jamie fucking Hayter is super fucking over. By the way, <sighs> apparently still interim champion too. They keep like beating our heads with that shit, but whatever. Yeah. I, mean, I, I don't care. <laughs> so then we get Puck versus Orange Cassidy. So they're having a match. Puck took two of the craziest DDT bumps i ever seen, and it was fucking great, and I loved it. So... his neck. That, that was the good point, because Pac is really good at contorting it, so... Yeah. So, Pac goes on the outside to use the hammer. He's like, I'm gonna use this hammer. And the ref is like, uh, 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 you can't use this hammer! And he takes the hammer away from him. So, Pac goes on the other side, grabs a hammer while the ref is distracted. Orange Cassidy uses the hammer, knocks down Pac. Pac is fucked up. Then he hit him again. One, two, three. Orange Cassidy is the new North Bell Atlantic champion. Bell Atlantic. <laughs> so, yeah. It was a big moment because, like, Orange Cassidy won his first title. Yeah, that was a big deal. Yeah. Congratulations to him. Congratulations, Orange. So, then the best friends came out and hugged Orange, and that's cool. Yep. So, yeah, that was AEW Denomito. Canada version. Yes. So, the only couple bites of news is there may or may not be more titles coming to WWE. Okay. And the may or may not are 
that they're going to have a secondary women's title. And I'm not against it because it would make things better and have more of, oh, more women's wrestling, more women's wrestling, and more women's wrestling is good. Yes. And there's also rumors of a television, well, not a television, I meant to say European title coming to WWE. And the European title would wind up becoming the catalyst for NXT Europe eventually. This is a rumor. Don't know how true this is for a rumor, but yeah. I mean, it that makes could... sense because that's how they started um, NXT UK. So. Yeah, but the thing is, when they started NXT UK, they started it at NXT instead of just starting it here on the main roster. Yeah, you're right. Like, that's the only difference, but I can, like, I can totally see that being a thing. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, once again, I'm not against it at all. I'm not against it at all. And people are going to be like, hey, no, but it's more titles and, you know, you don't like more titles. That's true. I don't like more titles if none of that shit makes any fucking sense. Like, if it doesn't make any sense, like, the adding of the women's title is, it gives more women things to do. And I know somebody's going to be like, well, what about the tag team titles? They have tag team titles. They just need to fucking make a tag team division. That's one thing they need to do. But, like, a single title is like great. You could you could do a single title. That's that's not bad. Like you goofed up and said this, but like I kind of want this. I wanted that to be TV title. Yeah, like I'm not gonna lie, because New Japan just made a TV title, and it's a title that's only gonna be defended on the streaming service, and it's 15 minutes, and it's for the younger guys to like get over. That's great. And people complain about they having another title. It's literally a title that it's telling you exactly what the title is. It's a TV title. Specifically with these rules, you have to work inside of this confines to get the title. So that that right there is like, oh, that's great. It's a specific title for a specific thing, which means you have to do something specific to get it and qualify for it. Fine. I'm glad. That, that's all. That's the only thing that I like with titles is like, if you have a bunch of them, have something specific that is like something totally different from everything else. Like, oh, this title is the blankety blank title, and you do blankety blank 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 when you're wrestling for the title. It's like, oh, that makes sense. I agree with that title. That title is not like anything else that's on the show that just is a title. Yeah. So, yeah, like I'm, I'm totally all, like I'm totally all for that if the thing makes sense. And I know somebody out there is like, "Well, you got shit all over AEW for the trios titles. Do, do you look? Do you see what the trios titles are doing right now? Do you see what they're doing right now? Nothing. Like this, this is the first time the Bell Atlantic Championship has been decided on fucking AEW. 
first time. First time. Like, I know you're like, well, it's been defended before. It's been defended six months ago. Like, please do not act like this is just like some regular ass title. Six months ago. Don't do that. Random fucking title. Yes. Like, the TBS title, I mean, not the TBS, TNT title isn't being defended like it should. And, like, it's a lot of things that's, like, not working in that title. Like, not working. Like, more titles need to be defended. Like, if they defended the TNT title more, it's like, all right, great. The Ring of Honor titles are just there as props. Like, they're not even doing anything. Yeah, exactly. Like, they have Wardlow and Joe as a tag team when they're legit singles champion. What the hell is that? Exactly. It's like you could be doing so much better, but it's like, no, we're just gonna do it this way and then make people mad about it and then get then get mad when people complain about it because they're actually complaining about something that's actually true, but then people are gonna get mad because we're complaining about something that's actually true. And it's like that doesn't that doesn't make any sense. Somebody's going to say, well, what about the WWE titles? No, they have consolidated their titles down to, like, fucking a bunch of nothings. And you're like, do they even have any titles anymore? It's like, you have both world titles on one dude, both tag titles on another dude. Then it's like, you have both of the singles titles that's actually being elevated for the first time. The two titles are being elevated for the first time ever. The women's titles, like, I mean, sometimes they they care about them and they don't. The only title that like ain't shit is the tag team titles. Well, the fucking twenty four seven title, which is a title there, no one gives a fuck about that one. <laughs> Dude, I was about to ask you if that still existed, but it, apparently it does. It does see? <laughs> wow. apparently, apparently, like. People have won it off TV and fucking house showed and shit. You know what I mean? That, that's how much that title matters. Like that that title, I'm against. Yeah, like that title should just... Like the fact that it hasn't been on TV and everybody has totally forgot about it, let's just throw that in the trash. Let's secretly throw it in the trash. No one's talked about it. It hasn't been on TV. Let's just get rid of it. Fuck that title. Yeah. By, by this point, everybody forgot about it. So. You forgot yeah. about it, and you're the one with the, like the awesome memory on this show. <laughs> yeah, I, I totally forgot about it. <laughs> but yeah, like that—that that was like the only news and stuff that was going on. And we'll be back for another podcast on Saturday. Yes. So, any last words? No podcast though.